Whether you're a world-class athlete or a podcaster like me, we all understand the importance of mental and physical well-being and proper recovery for top-notch performance. That's why I'm excited that Unified Healing is sponsoring this podcast. Unified Healing is a new and super innovative global network of wellness centers powered by Energy Enhancement System, or EE System. If you haven't heard of the EE System, you'll want to listen up. This technology promotes wellness, deep relaxation, purification, and rejuvenation. At hundreds of locations across the globe, access to a center is easy and affordable. Interested in experiencing the EE system technology for yourself? Go to unifiedhealing.com slash bluewire to learn more and find a center near you. That's unifydhealing.com slash bluewire. No material or testimonials on the Unified Healing website are intended to be viewed as medical advice or a substitute for professional medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment. Always seek the advice of your physician or other qualified healthcare provider with any questions you may have regarding a medical condition or treatment and before undertaking a new healthcare regimen, including EE system. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. The regular NFL best ball season may be over. We may have won some money. We may not have. But the total actual best ball season is not over. In fact, it might just be getting started. NFL playoff best ball is here. And that's what we're going to do tonight. Is that broken? <laughs> I need to know what just happened. Oh, dude, my ears just exploded. Uh, I don't know what just, I, I, I still don't know what just happened. I just had like all kinds of audio coming into my, and I was like, is that me? Is that you? What is, what, what is, what is happening? Trying to give it, give an intro. And all of a sudden like, I couldn't normally, you know, so this is funny. The behind the scenes people get to see even when you've only done, you know, 10,000 of these shows that you can still fuck up uh, every once in a while. And like yesterday, even yesterday, right. I do the serious XM uh, show for three hours. So like the producers talking in your ear, right. While you're going countdowns and telling you what's going on in the football games, whatever. So you kind of get a, you do get a little bit used to talking while someone's in your ear But just now it was literally, it, I mean, I'm sure it was something with my computer. I got a bunch of shit open and all of a sudden, and I, but I normally don't have my computer volume up that loud. And it was like, <laughs> just like all of a sudden. And I was like, Whoa, is that me? Is that you? Is this broken? Can you can people hear me? Like what that, what 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 is happening right now? And I was just like, hit the fucking intro because like my I, I was like my ears were just absolutely ringing from whatever the hell was going on. I just closed all my other uh, Chrome uh, things going on, so I probably screwed something up there there too. But it was like, oh my god, like I'm I'm panicking. Like I'm I was in full out panic mode. I'm like, just hit the intro. Nothing else matters. <laughs> All the anomalies are supposed to be happening on my end. I'm in a hotel again, but I did pay for the premium internet because (laughs) God forbid you don't do that when you're out trying to stream on the road. So if anyone had any issues, it should have been me, but I I feel like I'm crystal clear. 
I you sound are. phenomenal as always. I have a trash can on a desk to hold up my webcam because we had to <laughs> MacGyver this entire situation, but we're here. We're excited. DK dropped some best ball tournaments for the playoffs today, which I was not expecting to be completely honest. I thought, nope. I thought they were just uh, tapping out on this and then boy, did they come lay the hammer today? Yeah, and it's it just awesome. like, I don't know if I can draft anywhere else for the next week because that tournament is freaking sweet. Yeah, I I love what I mean. Shout out to DraftKings. I mean, shout out to everybody. Like, yeah, everybody dropped uh, their tournaments. Underdog is killing it as as usual. Drafters doesn't get enough credit for what they're doing. Like, understand a little bit smaller site, but to launch another three. There's no reason they had to go put another tournament out there and risk some overlay. There's no reason they had to put a high roller out there and risk overlay in that right. And then they they, they went aggressive at their twenty dollar, which I believe uh, shout out B Kurt said uh which is 50 percent full uh as of today i don't know that it will get filled but then right like you said the other thing i really liked about DraftKings. so for anybody that doesn't hasn't played playoff best ball before some of this may sound a little foreign i promise you we'll get into it um DraftKings for i think they've done it for multiple years but all i can really remember is is last year really all they did was take their regular season playoff uh like structure right whatever their tech that was for their regular season so 20 rounds <laughs> right <laughs> they did limit it to six people six person drafts but 20 rounds and they just dropped it out there i think today the same day as well and they were just like whatever go have fun so we were drafting like retired people you know like <laughs> Like Will Fuller was in play again in this in this playoff best ball because by the time you got to the end, you were just like, I mean, yes. all these backup quarterbacks that we're talking like you were drafting backup quarterbacks. You were drafting guys, you know, on IR, praying that they come back, right? Like we'll we'll probably talk about like a Mark Andrews and these Sam Laporta, AJ Brown, whatever. Those guys are are difficult discussions now because they're injured and we have a limited amount of rounds like when do you take the dive on these these hurt guys it last year on dk we'd have been like are we taking these guys in the eighth or the ninth round because we by the time we get to the yeah. 20th you know we're drafting xfl players or something <laughs> yeah, um, we're right donovan mcnab and jamal charles for that right. super bowl correlation yeah <laughs> exactly yeah maybe bowl, yeah maybe. what if look <laughs> We, this show would have been, look, Joe Flacco came back in as a thing. Why can't we take Jamarcus Russell, right? Like, who knows? <laughs> who really knows? So um, shout out to DraftKings, though. For anybody that hasn't drafted there uh, yet today, they have uh, multiple different tournaments at multiple different price points, which is awesome. Something they do really, really well. I mean, all the sites really do. But I, I believe that DraftKings does an awesome job giving everybody access uh, to different tournaments. Uh, what I would call kind of their main tournament is a $20, $500,000 prize pool, 100K to first place. It's pretty awesome. And um, it is 12 rounds. So six-person drafts, 12 rounds. So they they didn't screw it up. They did a good job. I actually love what we have here now this year for playoff best balls. You have underdog, right, which is a little, little bit of the, the simplified version of playoff best ball kind of. So mm -hmm. half – are no bonuses typical underdog scoring wide receivers and tight ends are combined right and they're a little bit smaller drafts 10 rounds as opposed to 12 which is fine i'm not that's it's not a, a there's no knock on that then you have drafters which is 12 rounds but a little bit so a little bit deeper rosters you do have to feel the tight end 
right? So tight ends are not included with wide receivers on drafters, but you, you have to beat every, right? It's a cumulative scoring, just like their regular season is. It's you draft that team. You got to beat all however many thousand people that are in your tournament, period. The league that you drafted in doesn't matter. Then you have DraftKings, which is a little bit of a combination of both of them. Different scoring, of course. DraftKings scoring, so full PPR with 100-yard and 300-yard bonuses for quarterbacks. But 12 rounds like drafters and the tight end. You, you have to fill the tight end position. It's not included with wide receivers. So you actually have uh, a quarterback, one running back, two wide receivers, tight end, and a flex. So it, it, it is really fun. I hopped in several this morning when I had some free time. Uh, and saw that they that they had launched to kind of get my feet wet. So I have some thoughts when we get into one of those a, a little bit later. Have you had a chance to dabble in any DraftKings and and just like what has been your experience across all three of the different sites so far? Yeah, I think I fired four of the DraftKings twenty dollars tournaments today, just in between pockets of driving to New York and <laughs> stopping for gas and all that fun stuff and. And I I love it. I love the DK product that they have out there for this year. I've been firing drafters the last few weeks. Love the drafters product as well. I still plan to fire a few more drafters teams. I hit the gauntlet pretty well when that dropped. What I love is they're not necessarily time box contests. I, mean, I guess the DraftKings one is because you only have you know so many days to draft it. But being able to draft, I love that underdog dr drops there so early that you can build these teams and you have the ever-evolving ADP, the ever-evolving playoff scenarios. I mean, when that tournament dropped, the Bills weren't making the playoffs from what from all accounts, right? Like that was – or or they might have even been making it, then they weren't making it, then they were making it again. Correct. Right? Mm -hmm. So you that's how far back that contest goes. So the different combinations of teams you can draft, you probably drafted some dead teams if you drafted enough, but you're also probably in pods with other dead teams. I went back and I saw a nasty like 49ers Ravens team that I drafted. And it's like, man, this team would be great if it were ever going to get out of the first round, which it's not <laughs> going to. Yep. So just the, the, the uniqueness, it's so funny that you can have playoff best ball with three different companies with a unique angle to all three of them right mm -hmm. so you're not just it's not just dfs right it's like DraftKings and and FanDuel. yeah they're one's half point DraftKings has the full ppr the salaries are a little different but dfs is kind of dfs a little bit of tweaks here and there but mm -hmm. playoff best ball feels like it's completely different for each site in its own like unique little way because of how you have to build your teams so I've, I've enjoyed drafting on all three sites this year. Yeah, I, I you nailed it. I totally agree. I think uh, particularly with playoff best ball, certainly regular season best ball, I enjoy the fact that there's different formats and there's definitely different strategies. I'm not trying to say that there isn't. But at the end of the day, a little bit, it's like, you know, did you draft, right? Kyron, Puka, CMC or Tyreek or or I get or CD or Amon Ra right it's it's a, still a little bit binary in terms of there's there's rumor out there's gray areas and nuances and everything but sure. on all of the formats it's kind of like there's a, a little bit of something you needed to do and if you didn't do it or if you weren't like right like this year for we'll talk about this in the off season everybody loves to spend all this time analyzing all this stuff for regular season best ball and at the end of the day if you didn't get a pick at the one two turn 
tough shit. Like, yeah. like, like nothing else matters. Like Christian McCaffrey was awesome. Tyreek Hill was awesome. When Justin Jefferson played, he was awesome. Like it wasn't even like they were bad picks, but like it didn't matter. Like nothing mattered. You needed to have the one, two turn pick. So that mm-hmm. is like an, an element of variance that we don't consider. Of course, that's possible in playoff best ball too, but these, the differences are so much more, uh, dramatic in terms of how it impacts the results in playoff best ball, right? Like even just like one out of six advance versus two out of six advance out of the first yeah. round. So another thing, like if you're just getting started in playoff best ball to really consider, and I think underdog did a really good job. Um, they put it, it when you click the tournament and it opens that little modal that, uh, that pop-up, uh, if you don't know what modal is the pop-up, uh, it, it, they put kind of at the top, I believe what your first round advancement is, whether one out of six teams or two out of six teams advance. So shout out to them for putting that up there. But like, just that is like, I mean, that's a huge difference. Like, do I need to beat Try all it. five teams or can I get a little riskier? Right. Because I know I only got to beat four teams. It's a huge, right. How I attack the bye weeks and, and all that kind of stuff is so different. And all that's different, right? Obviously drafters and playoff best ball is like, crazy different than the other ones but even DraftKings versus underdog is very very different right deeper having the tight end versus not having the tight end is huge like huge and i I just don't think that people people listening to this for sure the the people in in our discord and the, the sickos out there are very cognizant of all this kind of stuff but i think the overwhelming majority of people that we're drafting against even people that are maybe good at best ball or good at fantasy football are not taking like they, you just show up and you think the Niners are going to make the Super Bowl. I'm going to build a, a decent team, you know, around that that fact and move on, right? And it's like, man, there's just so much to this. Like, uh, I've been updating some stuff that we have in our playoff best ball almanac uh, at, at Spike Week, which there's a link to in the description. It's just twenty dollars if you want to get up to speed. The, the easiest way to get up to speed on playoff best ball is that almanac. I can assure you just, you know, pop, pop the audio or video files that we've done into your ears. Uh, enjoy it. Uh, it. I promise the intros are better than what uh, I put out here today. Um, there's team previews for every single team that has made the playoffs. And we have surveys and all sorts of different stuff, strategies for each site that B. Kurt did and Silas did that are awesome. Check that out um, if you want to get up to speed on playoff best ball in the best way. And I think crush your drafts. But um, like the tight end thing, I just wanted to point that out before we start to like dive into any anything more is like, I'm not sure we could emphasize it enough. Like you have to have a tight end on drafters and on DraftKings. Maybe not every round, but certainly three. And not only do you need to have them, they need to put up real points. Like Durham Smythe isn't doing shit for you, right? You need to put, and if you thought tight end was bad over the summer, (laughs) we only have so many teams and not all of them even have tight ends you care about. And if they have a tight end you care about, they may not have a chance to advance, right? Or they may, or they may have a buy in the opening round, right? George Kittle, Isaiah Likely, they sound like two of the better tight ends, you know, or Mark Andrews, I guess. Yeah, they do to me too. But guess what? You don't get to use their score in in week one. It's like such a such a fun. It, it's chess, right? A regular best ball, you could probably call it checkers, honestly. And this is a little bit more of chess because there are so many things you have to take into account in any one draft, and it's very difficult to to do so. And even if you try to do it. You know, even if you're actively doing it, you're really smart about this. You're on it. You're absolutely on it in that draft. 
like the people you draft against may not give you what you're what you're trying to do. And you got to constantly be adapting and build a team on the fly that can still win, even though the thing didn't, you know, that you needed or wanted didn't play out in your favor. Yeah, the, the tight end thing's gigantic as you're building these teams on the two sites that you need them. The strategy behind it is so different. There's been a, a strategy I've been trying to implement that actually helps with the tight end, I believe, where we're going to start talking strategy. So I'm just going to bring this up now where, you know, so let's start with this last year. I think this is the perfect time to jump into playoff best ball because last year during this, didn't it just feel like the chiefs and the Eagles were inevitable last year for the most part? Like, I mean, as you're drafting, I think, I think chiefs felt really strong. So here's uh, sorry to to cut you off, but to add Mm -hmm. my, contextual uh thoughts it felt to me like four teams and the chiefs and eagles had the buys right they, they had mm-hmm. the buys so they yeah. had a big leg up on the 49ers and the bills i felt like those four teams if i'm remembering correctly somebody can hop in the chat and tell me like no you forgot this team you idiot but it felt like those four teams it was like like you know are they this isn't this year's this wasn't this year's cowboys last year right like are the cowboys really gonna do it like it's possible you know it's technically possible right this wasn't the Bengals that that made the super bowl this wasn't you know it it wasn't that the eagles especially were so dominant and i did believe in the 49ers and this wasn't this year's chiefs last year's chiefs were a lot better than this year's chiefs you know and they had the buy so I, i i agree with you that i think it was it felt really consolidated and I have some strong takes on the, the maybe a little bit similar to that this year, but I I don't know that it feels the same basically to your point. So that's the point I'm bringing up is last year, I felt like every best ball draft that I was doing for the playoffs was how can I draft a team and still be able to field Eagles chiefs in the super bowl? Because I was just like, this is just in my opinion, 80% chance that this is a super bowl. I'm just throwing a random number out, but like I just that's how strong I felt about it this year. I don't have that conviction with any team going directly to the Super Bowl. Do I think the 49ers are the likely favorite? Of course. Are the Ravens the favorite in the AFC? Yes. Can I see the Bills making it to the Super Bowl? Absolutely. I can see Miami getting there. I can see the Chiefs kind of getting there. It's going to be tough for them to do it. On the NFC side, the 49ers, they could shit the bed. We know the Cowboys love to do that, but they could still make it. (laughs) Uh, The Eagles uh, is an abomination going on over there right now. But let me just tell you, if they get through there, especially on DK right now, the prices for the Eagles. And I bring all that up because one of the strategies that I really like to implement, especially on DK right now, is let's just say I'm building a Miami team, right? I want four dolphins with Tua or something like that. Like Tua, Tyreek, give me one of the running backs, and then whoever you want to put on as the fourth. Cedric Wilson, Waddle's mm-hmm. real cheap if you want to try to take Waddle that is shot. free right now, yeah. by the way. Yeah, you can get Waddle. But I like to to do two of the NFC two players from separate NFC teams to try to get 
two to three Super Bowl matchups. Like I'm betting on Miami to make the Super Bowl. Doesn't mean I have to bet on one NFC team to make the Super Bowl. I can try to find a way to get two 49ers, whether it's Kittle as my tight end, because God, does that not fit perfectly when yeah. you're trying to do a Miami build? Like, what do you hate on the Miami side, the tight end position? That's it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So let's throw Kittle in there and then we can do whatever else we want to do with the other position. Juwan Jennings, you know, the any of the backup running backs, whatever you want to do there. You can get Eagles there cheap enough. So now you can have 49ers Eagles a little bit difficult to do it with the Cowboys as well as the 49ers, but dolphins are cheap enough that you can kind of do this stuff, right? You can do it with the bills. And that's the kind of the way I've been building my matchups lately, not just focusing on like, okay, I think it's going to be Ravens Cowboys. So let me make sure I'm only getting Ravens Cowboys. Well, let me do a cowboy stack with four. Cause guess what? The Ravens as well. Lamar's expensive. Zay Flowers a little bit expensive. You can get Odell. You can get Rashad Bateman. You can you can get every other my one of my sneaky favorite players in this entire thing, Justice Hill. A hundred percent. I was, is uh, like, is he, like, was he was coming up today for sure. <laughs> <laughs> Justice Hill is my guy right now on for when I'm doing Raven stuff or doing just two Ravens, right? Like if I'm doing an NFC build. And I'm trying to put it with, let's just say I'm doing that that 49ers build. Well, then I can get it's so easy to get your it's so easy to get any of the AFC teams. There's some guys that are super expensive, but there's enough bills that are cheap. There's enough dolphins that are cheap. There's enough ravens that are cheap that I can do a three to four player 49ers build and run it back with duos of each of these AFC teams making sure that if they do make the Super Bowl, guess what? I can still field a full squad if I can get this team through. So that's kind of the way I've been playing it a little bit. I don't know if that's something you've been flirting with or if you're just trying to really hit on the Super Bowl matchup so that when you get there, you're you're just overwhelmingly strong or or if you're just trying to field a team. Yeah, so um, it's so funny that you, you bring up justice because I was – I, we don't plan. You guys have probably heard this before, and we've probably said it before, but we don't really plan for these shows. As a matter of fact, I showed up literally uh, twelve seconds before. Probably why my uh, my shit all went crazy uh, because I literally just got home, sat down, and was like, "All right, Rob, let's do it." And we're like, "Okay, let's go live." So we don't do uh, gen- generally a lot of planning. So, but it's funny to hear you say Justice Hill because doing drafts earlier today throughout the day, I started to like really feel like the. I think Justice Hill is the best pick in all of these best ball drafts because he fits like almost, almost right. It, this isn't like regular season best ball. The player has to fit the kind of scenarios you've laid out. You know, this you build it, this cheesy ass cliche, right? Your lineup needs to tell a story, but that's sometimes true in regular season best ball, but it, it's 100% true in, in playoff best ball. It has to tell some story, right? You can't just take these random flyer one-offs, especially on a bi-week team, right? That doesn't necessarily make sense. He needs to fit what you're doing. But a lot of the times on the Super Bowl favorites, when you're attaching another guy to kind of finish your build, right? You need one more Raven um, or you need that guy, right? You, you, did a Cowboys or Eagles or whatever on the NFC side. And you need that last AFC piece. A lot of the times you're like, Oh my God, you know, you mentioned Jawan Jennings, Ronnie Bell, McCole Hardman, CEH. Like you're looking at the guys who you're like, please God score three fantasy points in the Super Bowl (laughs) and be the right. Be like somehow 
right? Justin Watson goes in every single draft. You're you're like, please, Chiefs, A, Chiefs got to make the Super Bowl, which is not looking all that likely. And B, the uh, god-awful wide receiver needs to catch a touchdown, right? You're You're really banking on something kind of crazy happening. Justice Hill is the pass-catching running back for the Baltimore Ravens, who also does get some carries, depending upon the game script, is going to play half the snaps, more than half the snaps in the Super Bowl, given that Keaton Mitchell is uh, is out. Like, he's, he's arguably their RB1. I know Gus is, like, by old-school definitions, the RB1. He's the lead, you know, in between the 20s runner and, of course, goal line runner. But, like, did you watch the Dolphins game? I know Gus technically got more carries. Justice Hill was the weapon in that backfield. He, like, outside of Lamar, was, like, the reason why they won that game. I know Zay had the big play. But Justice Hill was amazing in that Dolph- in that Dolphins game. And I th- and he was pretty good against the Steelers, playing with freaking Tyler Huntley and a bunch of losers out there on, on Saturday. He just feels to me like anytime I have Ravens, right, and I need that one of those late round picks that justice Hill is just such a slam dunk because he's, he's a good pick in general. He's on the team who is the favorite to make the super bowl. And he's not, Oh God, maybe CMC gets hurt, right? Eli Mitchell goes in every draft too. And it's like, you're betting against the, the, the upside of the team that you want to make the super bowl which is fine. I have drafted some Eli Mitchell too, right? But you're drafting Ronnie Bell. You're drafting these guys just to fill out a Super Bowl roster. Whereas Justice Hill is like a real player. Like he could really actually score 18 fantasy points in the Super Bowl and no one would be surprised. And those are the kind of guys that like I really, really want. You know what I mean? He could help you in round two. Like mm-hmm. actually make your lineup in round two. It's not even just a Super Bowl play. It's like that's the perfect. We talk about threading the needle. Like he is threading the needle on a late round pick that like, and that doesn't come around very often. Like I, I've drafted a bunch of George Pickens today on DraftKings as an example. Like that's the kind of guy that we take in the late rounds because you're like, well, I know he's going to lose in the first round, but please score a big, have a big game to get me into round two. Justice Hill is like the perfect late round pick where it's like, dude, you can help me in round two, round three, and round four, and you're cheap, and you're on the Super Bowl favorite? Like, that. that, that, that that's just absolutely crazy. So, anyway, Justice Hill, side tangent, but I also think he represents, like, a lot of the things that we're ha- trying to think about when we're talking through these players. You know what I mean? Uh, all those different things happen to come together for him, and that's why he makes so much sense. I mean, all that being said, as long as uh, Dalvin Cook doesn't come in and start stealing all the work over there in Baltimore... I will, I will, <laughs> I don't know what I will do, but uh, it will, it will be ugly. It will be ugly. It'll be, it'll be about, it might be about the same as when DK Metcalf dropped that touchdown in week 17 uh, uh, against the Steelers. It was not, I wasn't having a lot of fun in that time. If they, Dalvin, it, it does yeah. feel like Dalvin's going to come in and not play any snaps until the Super Bowl and then get like the one yard Super Bowl touchdown for the random player and you just gets like, banged dude. up and they can't you know the teams have their you know it's like the bills if you watch the bills game last night whatever it is about if it's third or fourth and less than three it's got to be a big fat guy god forbid james cook gets the ball right the the best player on our offense besides stefan Diggs. god forbid god forbid he gets the ball i'll never forget we were we were on air 
last night, me and uh, I do the show with Chris Prince, aka Beer Makers fan. And uh, we're so we're watching the game and we're on Sirius and uh, they go to a, a third and short and they put Leonard Fournette in and he got the first down, but it was a, it was a, a, a I don't know if a zone or whatever, but anyway, he cuts it back off of the, it was a good cut. It was a good play by, by Lenny, but he's so fat and slow that he made the cut and the, the linebacker who actually originally was going the wrong direction, still stopped, put his foot in the ground, went over and caught him. And and you're sitting watching and you're like, Jesus, he got one yard on that. Like there was no one over there, but he's so slow. And you're just thinking if James Cook did that, he was gone, like literally gone because he, you know, runs a four, four forty and Leonard Fournette runs a five, two forty. And it's like, these teams are so obsessed with putting the big fat, slow veteran in there that I could absolutely see, right? <laughs> Gus gets banged up. Dalvin's active over Melvin Gordon because Melvin Gordon fumbles every third carry. And they're like, no justice. You're too little. You can't get that carry. Here comes Dalvin cook for the touchdown in the Super Bowl. Yeah. So can't wait to watch best ball teams win $100,000 because they drafted Dalvin cook and somehow <laughs> snuck that team into the playoff best ball. Can I ask you one more strategy question that I want to get your opinion on? Cause I saw somebody do this earlier and at first I was like, oh, that's interesting. And then I watched them continue to do it. And I'm like, oh, I think that's probably bad. So it was on DK. And they started their draft off with CD Lamb. Great. Good stuff, right? They continued to get Pollard, Dak, Ferguson, Brandon Cooks, Michael Gallup, um, Rico Dowdle. So I think they had seven Cowboys. And then they drafted, I think, three Ravens. And I'm just, and I think there was like a buck on there and whatever, just pick your poison for whoever else was on there. And I'm like, I don't hate like overloading a team, especially a team like Dallas, but we still got to get this team through, right? And you, and you got to think that you're cannibalizing yourself to an extent somewhat in order to get through to the Super Bowl. And it just seemed it just seemed bad. I mean, the Dattle picks the worst of them all. Yeah, for sure. I mean, obviously, but I'm not trying to, you know, call anybody out. I'm just like in general. What was their like, username? What was their username? Address? It, social security a, number? It's a known one. <laughs> yeah, oh, that's great. Uh, no, I will say I've, I've seen uh, smart people that I respect. Smart people do yeah. not necessarily that seven, seven is crazy even for uh, uh, for a lot of people. But somewhere in that ballpark, I've seen plenty of smart drafters like really overstack or really overstack a couple of teams, like kind of like what you, you just mentioned. And I, I, I can understand why people are doing that, but I actually think one of our biggest edges is that the, the dumb people have no idea what they're doing. They're just clicking buttons and creating dead teams. And then some smart people take the whole futures part of this, right? So playoff best ball is a combination of best ball and like the futures market. Mm -hmm. Right. And I think that some smart people take the futures part of it a little too far, specifically around like two teams on on one build. Now, there's different. We talked at the top about different right tournament structures and advancement structures and all that kind of stuff. And and that all plays into it. But I actually think one of our biggest edges is some some something that you kind of outlined earlier. Like you kind of have to what I like to do personally 
where I think we can thread the needle. We're going to say another cliche a lot, but threading the needle is a lot. You of finally figured needle. out how to say it. So you're like, God, I just got to keep using this yes, exactly. analogy after I screwed it up three months ago. I'm going to make sure that I let everyone know that I know that it's thread the needle now. Exactly. Like my next intro uh, tomorrow night is going to be about seven minutes long because I'm going to realize that I know how to do it now without screwing it up. Uh, same thing. Exactly. Same thing. But we have to like it's so hard to build a team like they're trying to say, like, I, I just got this one thing right. Cowboys blow up the whole playoffs. Right. I'll get the Ravens around in the second round. I sneak through. I get it. I do. I do get it. But I actually think. um something that I talked about in the discord today a little bit that is like my kind of guiding light to playoff best ball is trying to create what I like to call like the cleanest path to winning the thing in every single draft. And that varies from draft to draft. I'm not saying it doesn't really have anything to do with like individual team takes or player takes, but it does have to do with like giving my team like several different outs or to where I really only need kind of one thing to go right. And it's kind of like what you said, like if I, if I'm on underdog, like probably my favorite structure is something like four from one team in one conference, let's call it um, the Cowboys. I take, and so in this example of that person, I take four Cowboys, right? I take Dak. Ideally I would cover all the positions. Like if you, if it's, if it's a total dream, you would cover all the positions, right? Give me Dak, Pollard, CD and Ferguson. And I'm like, okay, so no matter what, I have all the positions covered. Now that gives me max flexibility to go attack the AFC. But what I would really like to do is get three different AFC teams with two players yeah. on there, right? So now I'm covered on all the positions, I j but I know I need Dallas, right? This team needs Dallas. Once this team needs Dallas, I don't really give a shit about anything else in the NFC. And I don't really give a shit about predicting the future at all for anything. It's Dallas. So now how do I maximize my chances of winning this tournament? Right. How do I make it the cleanest way ever for me to win this tournament if I made that one Dallas bet? Right. My my stance on this team is Dallas makes a Super Bowl. So the easiest way for me is like, give me three different chances. Like, I don't really care who they are. Right. Give me but give me three different AFC teams. I'll take three of the seven. Right. I almost have a 50 percent chance. I know that's not the real math. Right. The, the Ravens have a better chance or whatever. But give me give me Bateman and Justice Hill and give me. George Pickens and Deontay Johnson and give me Amari Cooper and David Njoku or what, you know, I'm, I'm making up names. I don't know that ADP fits for those guys, but you get the point. Now I got three strong teams, Steelers, not so much, but if the Browns or the Ravens or God forbid the Steelers just like win a game, right? They go beat the bills this week. Like I'm set up so golden. And I just like to build that way a little bit more where I'm not so overconfident on just those two teams or specifically just like seven of one team. You can be overconfident and make that stand on the Cowboys and just draft four or even three, right? Depending upon what site you're on. And so um, that's kind of how I like to view it. I always tell people when I'm starting or when they're starting, they're like, what, what's like a good way to just like approach my first draft or whatever. I always just say like, Make sure you get your Super Bowl. Make sure you can field a team in the Super Bowl, right? A full roster in the Super Bowl. Make sure you can field a full team that can that can advance out of round one, and then uh, you know uh, something like four two 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 or four three three or four. You know, I'm I'm speaking in underdog terms, right? But like you know something like that. Just like it doesn't. There's no right or wrong. There's no how many quarterbacks do you take. There's no none of that. But there's just it needs to tell the story and it needs to check a couple of boxes. 
and that and that's really it. And for me, that like seven three one one or whatever, I don't know that that checks the boxes that I'm looking to check. Yeah, as you were going through that in the beginning, all that was going through my mind is, I need to write a Scott Steiner best ball math promo, and record that. And um, I probably shouldn't say it out loud. I'm sure there's other sites that might want to come and take. Although if I do it, they'll still come and do it. So whatever. <laughs> <Yep>. <laughs> um, but if you see anyone do Scott Steiner math for best ball playoff teams, you know, come let let them know it was my idea first. Agreed. Agreed. Um... Yeah, this is a funny one. What do you think about this before we start to hop in, Jess? Because uh, I have a maybe contrarian take on this. That uh, Jonathan says for the audio listeners, and also try to have those conference teams meet in the championship game. Absolutely. If you could, if I had my druthers, right, I wouldn't. Ha- I would have the the teams on that AFC side in that Dallas example. I'd have Dallas, and I'd have my three AFC teams. And in the ideal scenario, they would not. They would not have a chance to meet each other until as late as possible. I agree that that would be the goal. I, I don't hold as firm to that as, as other people do. It is, I don't, I don't want my guys to play in the first round and ideally I don't want them to play in the second round, but I don't worry about it as much as, as other people like, because Dallas is my bet on that team. It's not that I want my guys to lose early. I definitely don't, but like, I've made my bet on Dallas. I almost don't care what what happens on the other side. I'm just trying to right. I'm we're playing roulette now. I put a big old stack of chips on 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 one number. That's really what I need. And let's spread a couple more out. You know, like we're, let's spread a couple on on black. Let's split. You know, let, let's let's move a couple things around so I cover some extra bases. You know what I mean? But I made that one big bet. If that one doesn't hit. It does it. Nothing else matters. And so I try not to like, we're already trying to thread really tight needles. I try not to like make it even harder. You know what I mean? And like create rules that I don't need to create. Yeah. And I think, I think that really comes down to your construction too. Like the, the, the one we're talking about where you kind of hit on one team in a conference and then try to get three from the other. I don't think it matters at that point. Like you're just trying to, you're trying to nail the, the two. point is, yeah, the point's just to get three of them. Like, because yeah. I want to get three out of seven shots on the matchup. Yeah. And I know that there are people that go out there and they try to they try to nail the NFC and AFC championship game. And I'm not even saying that that's wrong. I think it's a harder position to be in to try to hit that. Um, especially when you think the two one seeds are going to make it there, right? So, like, now you're already creating, like, a very – a very tough situation to build through. So I, I think it's possible. I'm not saying that you shouldn't do it occasionally, but to the point you were just making, depending on your build, right? Let, let's Tampa Bay. Do we think Tampa Bay is making the Super Bowl? No, no. Do we think they're, they might beat the Eagles. They might beat the Eagles. They might beat the Eagles. You might get two games out of them. If you're lucky. Yeah. But if you're building the NFC team right through through let's just say well actually you have to say through San Fran cuz they got the they got the one seed. I still want to do the AFC thing that we're talking about, but if I'm looking to advance through round 1, I don't hate one-offing like Mike Evans in that spot, right? Agreed. Because because the pure upside of Mike Evans is 27 28 points and boosting you through the first round even if you lose that piece you're going to lose pieces anyways 
right? Just by by sheer like tournament rules, you're going to lose pieces to these teams. Do we want to lose them right away? Absolutely not. But if Mike Evans is putting up 26 to 30 for you in week one and gets you through on the playoff teams, or hell, if you draft him on drafters and he gets you 30 points, he still might outscore some of your wide receivers that make Correct. it through three or four games. Correct. Right? So just that that pure upside of Mike Evans and then where you're getting him in drafts, you know, and there's a few guys you can do this with. I'm okay with doing it. I think it makes more sense on San Francisco teams, but I could do it with any of the teams that I, that I'm drafting because because you could you could take Tampa as one of those three teams, right? Let's just say you're 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 Cinderelling Cinderelling them to the conference championship game. You take Mike Evans and you take you know Kate Otten, undrafted tight end in these in these formats that you need a tight end. Kate Otten's as good as anybody else, as long as they're making it through to that. But if that's the bet you're going to make, why not make that bet on Kate Otten and Mike Evans, right? I agree. You know, because everyone's doing the Rashad White, Mike Evans thing, the Chris Godwin, Mike Evans thing. I don't know. Like, like that's the way that I kind of look at it in, in, a, in a nutshell. I, I agree. I want to hit some uh, comments and um, then we can start hopping in some drafts and you can, you guys can uh, join us. Thank you, Jewish McCaffrey. <laughs> Uh, I wasn't aware you don't need a tight end underdog. Yes, I was just referencing names. What I will say, I think tight ends are undervalued on underdog. I think um, I think they're undervalued on all the sites because I don't think people are understanding just how important the upside uh, yeah. tight ends are on the other sites. Because like even if you get, especially on on drafters on DraftKings, there's a little more nuance to it, of course. But I mean, like George Kittle should be going higher mm-hmm. on on DraftKings. That that's like. The, one of my big big takeaways and frankly both isaiah likely and mark andrews should be going higher on on DraftKings as well david and joku blah, blah blah but on on underdog uh i guess i shouldn't say all tight ends some tight ends are probably overvalued because of the team they play on on underdog but then other tight ends like david and joku i think are probably are probably undervalued on underdog because he he's just a boss dude he like he scores a lot of fantasy points i know he's a tight end and he's on the Browns, so like maybe that knocks him but i don't know why can't the Browns make the Super Bowl? Like, we'll probably get into that when we get into some of these drafts. Like, I draft a lot of Browns. I draft a lot of Njoku and Amari Cooper and Jerome Ford and and Flacco and whatever. Um, I don't see why they can't be uh, in there. Also, uh, but this is a good this is a good uh, uh, question from Jewish McCaffrey. I, that name is so good. Is there any? Uh, good data as to whether it's better to go two teams from each conference? You know, so ideally playing for the conference championship uh getting all four conference championship teams or is it worth more going one team from one conference and three teams from the other conference from a data perspective there's definitely no data play that's kind of what makes playoff basketball so fun to me is that you're net we will never ever get data that you can use in an actionable way because it's entire this game being the combination of futures and best ball is entirely dependent upon who wins games. Right. And like, if there's one upset, it changes the entire data set for that, for that whole season. Right. Or if both, right. Last year, both by week teams made it a couple of years ago, the Titans got the buy. They didn't win a game. <laughs> they yeah. were the worst picks in the, they were the worst picks in the whole, in the whole draft. Right. When the Titans have the buy is very different than when the Ravens have the buy. And so you can't, go use that historical data without a, you know, applying the context for this season. So to your point, 
this is such a good question because it it the answer is is there any good data no but can you do either of these things yes yeah like the the whole thing about this is everybody wants to like have rules to how they draft and certainly for playoff best ball because you're like kind of trying to create this playoff bracket you know within your team but as long as that lineup has a path to winning and tells some form of a story of how it gets to that win it really doesn't matter. There are better versions of that and worse versions. That there are more likely versions and less likely versions. But like, it doesn't matter. The Drafting two teams from each conference and trying to play out the Super Bowl in that way is totally fine. Also trying to do what I just outlined, right? Let's take my Cowboys stand and then give me shots on the other side is totally fine, right? Or one of the first gauntlets I did that I was most excited about, shout out to the Jags for fucking that, that all up. <laughs> Uh, this weekend was I got the I CMC Debo and Iuke okay in the gauntlet on on underdog so I started with those three this is back when you were talking earlier about the bills were really cheap because they were like 30% to make the playoffs I drafted bills Jags Browns I want to say with them and so I, I actually did a little weird version of what I talked about I said all right Niners are making it but they're, you know, they're going to have the buy, but I don't have Purdy. So I need quarterbacks from the AFC. So I created three stacks from the AFC, you know, so I technically, I don't believe it's dead, but it, I, mean, it, it, it's, I think it might have Gabe on it. So it's not really dead, but like, I, I was like, okay, the Niners are going to make it, but I need three AFC teams, but in a weird way, right? Cause I don't have the Niners quarterback. So I need the quarterbacks from the other side. And so, but like, People would tell you, wait, you drafted three quarterbacks on a playoff basketball team? Like, yeah, because because my story that I was telling was the Niners make it, but I don't have Purdy. I want the quarterback from the AFC, so I need to give myself options, right? Could I have drafted only two teams? Of course, I could have done that too. But like, it, as long as it's live, as long as it has a path to first place and it's telling some story that gets you there, it's totally – and right, and it's live to get out of the first round, right? You got to be able to get out of the first round it's fine. Like it, it, it's fine. And so I think that's the biggest thing is we're trying to make decisions based upon whatever story we're telling on that team that give us a chance to win as opposed to like, what's a rule, right? How many quarterbacks do I draft? How many of each team do I draft? And that, I think that's what gets lost and that's our edge, but that's our, that's our edge being willing to be flexible. Yeah. And like, think about, think about making, getting that team through the pod. Right. And you have Josh Allen and Stefan Diggs, and then you just add the 49ers and there's a team and that Lawrence and Ridley, like it would have had Lawrence Ridley, Diggs, Allen, and like Flacco Amari with the 49ers. And it would be like, holy shit, dude, if that team gets through, like, you know, if I can get out of round one with a couple, like maybe two of those AFC teams win, imagine that, that, that's amazing. Yeah. And if you're one of those people that get through the first round and you get into that pod and you're like looking through the other teams you have to go against and you see that and you made it through with just teams from like round that played in the first round, you're just like, come on, dude, really? How did this guy get this team through? <laughs> and then you look at it and you're like, fuck, all right, well, I guess we got to run real hot to beat this 49ers team. Um, and, and that's why you do it, right? Like that, that's, you know, you're trying to thread the needle. We're going to have to get a drop for that. Yes, Jesse. I saw Jesse in the chat earlier. Yes, he's good with that stuff. We have a stamp of approval on hometown ghost stories. We're gonna have to get a thread the needle drop oh. 
there. There are, uh, I get, it's funny you bring that up because uh, uh, Jesse, if you are listening, you got a lot of tasks to work on over the next uh, few few months because every best ball cliche, I want one of those. Uh, yeah, we're gonna turn this into 1990s shitty talk radio uh, with all the drops and everything. Yeah. MTV baby. Yeah, exactly. This is this is. <laughs> uh, we'll be. I'm gonna be Carson Daly. You can be uh, uh, Jenny McCarthy, I guess. Uh, here on this on this show. Um, should we draft? Should we, yeah, should we, let's should draft. We draft? Wait, well, now, well, now I'm confused, so let's draft. Well, you look a lot like Jenny McCarthy. So I know. It's it's the head, um, obviously. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> uh, um, let's do... How about drafters first? Uh, let's do uh, drafters. Uh, I, I would like to do a $20, uh, if that's okay with everybody. Uh, I think this is my first, maybe my second. I don't remember. I've, I've or, hit quite a few of these drafters. I think I'm six or seven in. I'm definitely going to get to 10 because they give you uh, a ticket. If you get to 10, they give you a free entry. Yeah. So are you drafting a basketball team? No. <laughs> <laughs> no, doing? that is that is a uh, uh, NBA uh, best ball team. Looks like I'm, my best team's in 57th. Oh. Who, else is, who else is up here? Anyone we know? Yeah, there's hey, definitely some people that we know. Yeah, this big ticket guy has been dominating. I know that for sure. Jace, I don't know if Jace is listening. Jace is in the Discord oh, though. Jace, Jace is crushing. Nice, nice. I this, this fucking guy who dominated the high roller against us in uh, in NFL. Shocker. He's a he's in there crushing. He's a he's a crusher. I meant to draft more NBA best ball teams, and I no, ended up sh- only drafting one the entire season <laughs> it was like it was like a plan and then just life hits you fast sometimes and i drafted the one i drafted on stream with zakarian and it's actually doing pretty well so if underdog doesn't change their rules for nba playoff best ball next year or nba best ball next year i will not draft a single goddamn team uh on on underdog i'm enjoying DraftKings, and uh, uh i didn't draft as many as i wanted to on uh on drafters but still uh I- i'm enjoying those but the format on uh on uh underdog is dreadful absolutely dreadful how do you why? yeah i was like looking at the payouts on it i was like mm. it's bad yeah it's rough not not they did what they did to best ball mania except uh it's like 90 percent to the regular season and but they still carved out like if you win the playoff f- version of the that you know the split like we had in bbm I think it's 10, 10 grand out of yeah. like a five hundred thousand dollar prize pool. It's like I did, I did all of this, all this for ten grand. Like I feel like I feel like we've jumped the shark here on the, like just make it at this point. Just make it a full cumulative tournament. What is the exact point? Like you get third out of you know seventy five thousand teams. You get like two grand or whatever. It's like guys, what are we doing here? Mm. Do they even have a leaderboard for that? If that's the way they're doing it, or uh, yeah, but it's not. It's not like linked in the. Uh, uh, it's great. a little bit of they, they, they did much better, you know, on some of the other tournaments. Um, I really enjoyed. There we go. I really enjoyed uh, like um, weekly winners and the the eliminators. Everybody seemed to really like the eliminators and stuff. One hundred and one. Do we like the one hundred and one? That's uh, the yeah. question. Christian McCaffrey. I mean, I don't hate Christian McCaffrey. I just, I've really liked some of the Who stuff I can do from the 106, though. 
Yeah, 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 yeah. That's fair. I just like Christian McCaffrey only for having run one running back spot. I only got to take one. And running back does get a little sketchy. Like you we talked a lot about. Backs? We took a. Well, I know. I'm saying. Oh, I uh, got you. I got you. I got you. One more. I only have to take one more running back. Mm-hmm. And running back gets a little sketchy. Like you, right? We talked about we love Justice Hill, and I do love Justice Hill. But like, uh, obviously, not with. He doesn't fit unless we, you know, get to a Ravens thing with 49ers. But. Running back gets thinned out a little bit, man, like pretty quickly. There's not like we talked about tight end running back is like mm-hmm. a little sketchy. You know, we lost like the Ravens have two running backs, but they're not exactly that exciting. Uh, t- Tony Pollard isn't exactly <laughs> that exciting. And he's on, you know, a fun, a fun team. I do really like the Browns, but like Jerome Ford's just kind of like whatever, Um it's a little tricky. Running back is trickier, I think, than it probably gets credit for. Yeah, well, I still want to give a shout-out to Tony Pollard and Travis Etienne, who you brought up earlier, because they were part of my five-pick parlay yesterday that I round-robbined the death out of and made hey, thousands of dollars. It I played great. Tony Pollard in DFS yesterday. It was it was nice. We finally got in the end zone. Um, <laughs> can, we take C- can we take CMC, please? Yeah, why wouldn't we? Okay. I've seen people taking CD 101. I, I've seen the CD one on one as well. I got CMC fourth overall on a draft in in DraftKings earlier today. And wow. one, I drafted six six teams. And one of them got CMC fourth. That's uh, that's interesting. Yeah, pretty nice. I don't think I've seen that. I, I've seen the CD one on one, but I don't think I've seen CMC fall past one hundred two ever. And it's like real unlikely that he falls past the one on one in the drafts I've done. So. CD Josh Allen Lamar <clears throat> went in front. You know how people love their quarterbacks on dra- on DraftKings. Yeah, they do. <laughs> they definitely love quarterbacks on DraftKings. All right. Uh, and Cole, if you're still listening, we I saw your I saw your your question. I promise uh, we'll get to it. All right. So we're seeing the 49ers just get depleted. Yeah. Throughout this first round into the turn, which is okay on drafters. It's really tilting on the other sites where you need to get to the Super Bowl. It's not as bad on on drafters, but everybody's gone. I think we just obviously we like don't even really worry about the 49ers. Right. Um, how do you want to build not AJ, not AJ Brown? I'll tell you that much. I mean, I'm open to Kelsey, I'm open to Diggs. Mahomes, Zay. God, I kind of like Mahomes, Kelsey, Zay, Zay, and really get crazy with the buys. We got three seconds. I like Diggs. Did I get him? I think so. And and then Allen's gone. Okay, okay, okay. Diggs. Okay, let me think about this. James Cook. First round, James Cook, and no more running backs. Yeah, let's do that. I like that. Okay, so now we're so now we need our big bet on the Bills, bet on the 49ers, but like kind of like you know what I mean. Like I don't want to say we don't want the 49ers to make the Super Bowl, but we've we've set up an interesting one where we're definitely going to be hitting some kind of late team here that we want to make a run. So like who who is that? You know what I mean? Because we need a quarterback, we need a tight end, um, and we're not going to have Allen or Purdy. 
So we're not going to have those two. We want those two teams to make a run, but we want to score a bunch of fucking points, you know, with, with whatever other teams we get here. I think um, spitballing Browns feel good to me. Rams feel pretty good to me on this team. Um, Lions, Amon Ra's gone and Laporte is hurt. So maybe not Lions. Um, Dolphins. So now you're now you're speaking my language, because I think Dak, because, Dak, Dak, the Dak's still around. I mean, I know the other, but just throwing out ideas. Dak, Dak's interesting, but I kind of feel like, like we we've built the Buffalo side, right? Ugh, I, I think. God, the Dak thing kind of makes sense too. Okay, fucking Kyron. Okay. Um, Do you want to build this through? Because Dak Ferguson makes a ton of sense. I'm not saying we have to take Ferguson at the moment. I, I got to see his ADP on draft. Dak Ferguson, but okay, Waddle's Waddle. Gone. Waddle. Waddle too would make sense too. Waddle's gone. Waddle's gone. Oh, Waddle went. Uh, I think Dak makes sense then. I, I, th- I think we have to do Dak Ferguson. Yeah, I think we have to do Dak Ferguson as well. Come back for Jalen Tolbert at the yeah. la- at, in the last round. Yeah. I so CMC in this in this scenario, right? CMC crushes two games mm-hmm. or whatever, uh, but they lose to Dallas in the playoffs. Dallas makes the Super Bowl. Dallas Buffalo Super Bowl is kind of what we started to build out here. Yeah, but we can still build out secondary teams other than Buffalo. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. Buffalo. So, yeah, we don't I I actually think this is a big edge on drafters is that you don't need in on the on underdog and DraftKings, you mm-hmm. you need kind of the nuts in the Super Bowl too, right? You need to get there, but you also like you don't want to be counting, you know, Trent Sherfield's score in the in in the finals. You want to be counting the big the, the guys who score a bunch of points. I Trent Sherfield caught a touchdown, I guess, yesterday. So, maybe I shouldn't besmirch him. But on this, it's like, yeah, we want to field a full roster in the Super Bowl if we can. But it doesn't have to be like totally perfect. You know what I mean? Because we can have a lead with Christian McCaffrey. We can have a lead with, like you said, these other teams that we we mix in here. Like I really like, I'm going to keep saying it. I, I I really like the Browns, Rams. I assume Puka's gone, right? He's got to be. Hmm. Fuck. Well, well, who's well. In, who's in the two? Who's, in the, <laughs> who's picking? <laughs> well, somebody with a ram, so it would kind of make sense if they go that they go that route. Yeah, he has Kyron. Ooh, are we gonna get him? Are we going? To... Okay, I want. I would like Puka. If you're cool with Puka, I'm cool with Puka. Um, do you Nico makes some sense if we want to just swing on a first round high upside guy or Mike Evans? We need some wide receiver juice. I mean, I like Mike Evans like as as the ultimate one off. Let's but... do Puka. Let's do Puka Evans. Yeah, let's do it. They can both win. Mm-hmm. They they don't screw up anything else here that we've done, right? We need to we need to get you know some kind of Jalen Tolbert or I assume Brandon Cooks is gone. Yeah, Cooks went to Felix. 
So I was eyeballing that. I was eyeballing yeah. the Cooks pick. Which, I didn't which, say it uh, the re- for anybody that hasn't been paying attention, uh, the Michael Gallup experiment, that shit's over. <laughs> Jalen, he, he, that, that dude's dust. He hasn't had a target in, in two weeks. Uh, Jalen Tolbert um, has taken that over. I don't really want to do Rico Dowdle, but I, I do think um, Tolbert makes for a good pick. And then I want to put out. But we don't want to do any more running backs. No, 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 no. We're kind of. So we, well, well, we, well, we've, well, we've, we don't have to because the flex is in play. Like, because we could build a second AFC. Because if we do a second AFC team, we got to build the second AFC team with the running back as well. Yeah, yeah, right. Because right. because of the way we built. So because because we have Dallas team. without the running back, the AFC team has to be with the running back. But we also don't have to. We can like, we can stand firm on a Bills Cowboys Super Bowl. And just piecemeal this together with like swings, you know what I mean? We yeah, can attach on in... a cumulative format like this too. So you have a lot more flexibility to do some stuff here on drafters than you do on the other sites. Like it does get a little more rigid. I, I mentioned before, there's no rule, you know, there's no rules. But once you start to build out your team on the other sites, it does get a little bit more rigid with what you can do. And I think um, it's important for us to notate that too. I don't. I don't know if we've really hammered that point that it's cumulative scoring. Yeah, on DraftKings. I'm, I'm just tossing some wide receivers into the. Uh, um, who's, who's up top? So Goddard, Laporta, Gate, all the hurt guys, um, Justice, Bateman, Godwin. Do you want to do the Bucks thing? We can do the Bucks thing, or we could do. Justice Bateman, if you wanted to do a second AFC team. That's I think that's that's the other way to do okay. So let me think about this now. If we do so we have three picks left. Mm -hmm. We want Tolbert to close our Cowboys stack. Mm -hmm. Tight ends filled, running back is filled. Okay. I'm I'm sorry, I'm spitballing or thinking out loud the we have Cowboys, Ravens, Bills with Christian McCaffrey, Puka, and Mike Evans one-offs. Damn, that feels sexy, by the way. Um, Cowboys, Ravens, Bills with those one-offs. We need Tolbert to fill out a Super Bowl roster. We need another Bill and another Raven. Yeah, which is easy enough, I think. So that's to what we need to keep in mind here i'm not gonna i know uh, i know like three of these motherfuckers are watching so i'm not gonna (laughs) say who i want to get um but i will really quickly um i did bet the rams benjamin asked do you think the rams win in detroit it opened at plus four for the rams and i bet the rams uh i think based on the room we might have to take tolbert now this is tolbert shakir yeah this is tolbert shakir uh, yeah. And Shakir's like a smash if Gabe's hurt. Mm-hmm. If he is hurt. <laughs> well, he is hurt. He, he tore area uh, sprained his PCL, which is anywhere from a 10 to three week. Like we don't know when we'll see Gabe again. He's not going to play this week for sure. Mm-hmm. But I don't know what that means for him. Um, and this is a great question from our resident expert. Hacker, do you need a full Super Bowl roster? No, you don't. I don't believe that you need a full Super Bowl. 
would you rather have it? Yeah, yeah. I think this is one where Tolbert is like the last of an archetype I would take. I think yeah. taking taking Jawan Jennings on drafters just to get a Super Bowl guy is cutting off your nose to spite your face. I take Mike Evans or Nico Collins or George Pickens or what like take somebody like that who could drop 30 in the opening round because they're gonna add more points to your team than um he will. But we kind of did a we kind of did that already. You know what I mean? We kind of did the Mike Evans Puka type situation. Mm-hmm. Um and so I think I think you could have made a case that we should have taken one more, you know, non-Tolbert or non-Shakir. But I think with the way we put this together, Dak and only Ferguson, I don't think made a lot of sense. And I actually think Tolbert has real upside, like not 30 point upside, but like Tolbert could have like four for 60 and a touchdown in the Super Bowl. And he, he could do that all throughout the playoffs too. So I, I think the way we could have done it as well is we could have pushed Shakir, right? And yeah. taken Godwin if we wanted to. And then hope that Shakir or Gabe Davis came back to us at the last pick, right? We did just see Gabe Davis go, so it might not have happened. Yeah, but I, but I think it was something that could have potentially been in play. Do we just want Ferguson for the tight end position? We're just going to roll. I was, was going to say um, the only thing I bring up Mark Andrews is because he would give us that Raven. He he could, they mm-hmm. can both they can both play. Um, we don't have to do it. There's just not – I mean, there's not a lot back here. Yeah, I mean, the upside the, – the single it, game upside for Mark Andrews and it's just as boring. good. Yeah. It's just as good. It might be better on drafters than than on any of the other sites. To I, be I, I think he – I do think he makes the most sense. This yeah. team is pretty good. I think this team's pretty good. Yeah. So, for the audio folks, actually, I, I have to hit the head. Will you read this team off for the audio listener? I got you. So at quarterback, we went Dak Prescott. We're betting on Dallas to make the Super Bowl with this team. At running back, we have Christian McCaffrey, James Cook, Justice Hill. Wide receiver is Diggs, Puka, Mike Evans, Rashad Bateman, Jalen Tolbert, Khalil Shakur. And at tight end, we went with Jake Ferguson and Mark Andrews. So the story of this team, the way we drafted this team, we got Dallas going to the Super Bowl. We've allowed ourselves the flexibility to have both Buffalo and Baltimore full lineups within that same Super Bowl with Justice Hill, um, Mark Andrews, and Rashad Bateman as the Baltimore players. Buffalo is James Cook, Steph Diggs, and Khalil Shakur needing the running backs from them because we did draft McCaffrey, who we're hoping to get to the NFC Championship game. And I think that's another way you can do that conference conference championship thing we were talking about. You can do it with a single player. You don't have to stack both teams from it. We did it with the most dynamic player from San Francisco, right? So if we get two monster McCaffrey games, it's still better than he's he can outscore the rest of the running backs in two games if they had four games. So I think that's something that you can do, particularly on drafters when it is cumulative scoring. Yeah, this team came out really nice. I need to start drafting more Dallas Cowboys teams like this because I don't have enough Cowboys teams at all at this point. This made me laugh. I love the uh, phrase, uh, cut off their nose to spite their face. And Johnny says he's watched a lot of people cut off their face to spite their nose. Um, That's good. No, I I think this team, uh, 
turned out really nice. I, I also agree with you. We talked a little bit. We'll hop into. We'll do one more. I, I would like to do a DraftKings draft. We can do that. Uh, but really, just really quick. I, you mentioned before that it feels a little more open. I do think it feels a little more open this year, maybe than last year. But I've I've pretty strong conviction about the 49ers. And maybe I shouldn't because they did have a small lull during the middle of the season. And then, of course, the Ravens kicked their ass a couple weeks ago. But I just feel like in the NFC, with how things have really shaken out, with the drop-off of Philly, with Sam Laporta hurt, with, you know, just kind of a little chaos in the NFC that it just feels really tough for me. I But I to that point, I think the only other team I feel – like investing in from a let's take a stand on that team to make the Super Bowl is Dallas, uh, which feels really gross because it's the Cowboys and what they do in the playoffs is shit the bed. But I think um, I'm, I'm, I'm much more confident now in those two teams that it feels Niners Cowboys feels more like uh, last year Eagles Niners to me. Uh, I'm not comparing the teams, but in terms of probability of one of those two making it to the Super Bowl, I feel more confident in that than 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 I did uh, you know, a month ago or something. I would have said, "Okay, you know, Eagles, right? A month ago, the Eagles hadn't just lost 5 of 6." <laughs> and AJ Brown got hurt and Devonta Smith got hurt and you know, like it it was very different uh back then. I think that uh it's a it's a little it's a little unique scenario now. I don't I don't disagree with that too much i just feel like last year the nfc to your point eagles 49ers felt inevitable inevitable like it was though that was your nfc championship game there was no teams that could come in i feel that although it's likely cowboys 49ers both teams feel vulnerable vulnerable to me this year like they're they if you told me the rams went on like a run and beat one of these two teams Right, I'm not saying the Rams made the Super Bowl or anything, but if you told me the Rams beat one of these two teams, I wouldn't, I wouldn't be shocked. Right, like, I guess Detroit could still do it. It wouldn't shock me. I, I yeah. just see, I see a pathway where it's just not a lock. Like, like I don't know, and, and that was just me. Like I said, other people might have felt differently. I just felt like it was a lock, and I built my teams poorly because of it. Right. Cause I was trying mm. to build those teams in and I was giving up too much in the opening rounds to even get those teams through. So it, it's it, last year was definitely a lesson there. And uh, we take lessons away every year. This year's lesson was not drafting enough Dallas early. That's really interesting though. Um, Cause you don't hear that a lot of the time where people will say, I believed this. It, it's usually the opposite. It's I mm. believed this to be the future right i predicted the future uh and thus when i predict the future i nailed it right like uh people are probably sick of of me or us talking about kyron williams but it was like that was a big take that we had that hit and so mm. it gets discussed right uh people who nailed puka to a much further extent than we did um etc cetera, etc cetera. you don't hear people say what you just said, where it's like, I felt really confident and actually I ended up right. <laughs> I felt really confident in who was going to make a run and who had a chance to make the Super Bowl. But that confidence like screwed up my roster construction in order to win this game because yeah. I was so confident in what the 
the Super Bowl would look like or the conference championships would look like. And even though I was right, it it misinformed me to how to win this game. Mm-hmm. Right. And like that's a it's such a that, w- that was such a interesting um, comment and so true that no one ever thinks about it that way, where it's like even when you nail it, that's that's round four. You know, that that's 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 the end goal, which is what we really right. That's week 17. That's what we care about. But you got to get there, too. You know what I mean? And in this in this, this is much different than getting there in the regular season where it's like you finish two out of 12, whatever. I'll take my shot at finishing two out of 12, right? Uh, drafting rookies and stuff. But that uh, it's, it's very different from, from this one. So you nailed it, but actually nailing it didn't help you as much as you thought it did. Yeah. Because I, I over drafted the wrong, like you would say the right players from those teams, but it just, it made me dead for round one on too many teams. All right. All right. We are on the clock at the second overall pick. I'm happy to build a CD team if you want to build a Let's CD do it. Team. I haven't gotten any 102s lately, so let's I do don't it. have it. Uh, I, like I said, I think this is Team 7 on DraftKings, and I don't – I have a bunch of CMC, which is like – thanks cool. for complaining. Thanks for complaining about having Christian, <laughs> Christian McCaffrey on your teams. But I don't have any CD, and, I mean, that feels bad too, right? Yeah, you definitely want – CD and shout out to CD because I remember having the conversation this year where we were like, he has to take the leap this year. It has to be this year. He has to take the leap. And by God, did he ever take the leap this year? Lord, he's going to go <laughs> 103 next year in drafts. And deservingly so. So shout out to him. He's quite good. Also, fuck him because I had the best non CD <laughs> team in best ball media. <laughs> Oh god, that that night was still so depressing. Like in oh, terms of also, I, 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 I love everyone that's in our that's in our uh Discord. You guys are awesome. But the people while while we us non CD finals teams <laughs> were tilting the fact that it was yeah. seven to three at halftime and CD Lamb has 35 fantasy points, and they're like well, it's not that bad, it's only seven to three. I'm like, do I get more money because it's only seven to three? No, CeeDee Lamb has 190 yards in the first half. Like, and now look. Now I actually look, wish I, it was a blowout. Yeah, <laughs> I would have rather. Yes, I would have rather it wasn't 7-3. I would have rather they scored a million touchdowns because guess what? Now I had the best goddamn CeeDee Lamb, non-CeeDee Lamb team in all of Best Ball Mania. That's why I was fucking complaining. Don't tell me about 7-3. <laughs> to Should we do CeeDee Amon Ra for the Week 17 correlation? Yeah, I mean, you got to do it, right? Uh, No, actually – Hmm. Okay. So Dak is gone. That's unfortunate. Ooh, that's not great. All right, we got eight seconds. And let's default it. Let's KC. Yeah, we can do KC. Cause it, I would like Mahomes, but we don't have to do. Mm, um, I, I, th- I think I would have done Mahomes first, just because you can still build the KC side. If you have Mahomes, right? Although we get them anyways. But you know what I mean? Like, I like to do, see, that's interesting. I like to do the opposite and put my opponent's feet to the fire and say, look, I just took Kelsey from you. If you would like to build Mahomes, you know, Rushy Rice, MVS stacks, go for it. Mm -hmm. Um, But especially with the tight end element of DraftKings, I really like. Uh, just taking the tight end because like even if we lose him 
even if we lose Mahomes, like it's not over. But I prefer to have Kelsey, even as bad as Kelsey has been, um, with the tight end position for this tournament. I do like Kelsey. Yeah, I like Kelsey as well. I, I guess my my rebuttal would just be, it's not just Rasheed Rice; it's Isaiah Pacheco. You can grab. Yeah, it, yeah. It, it's, they got four guys for sure. Yeah, you can, you can, you can get that KC side. Again, do we think they're making it? No, but I'm not going to not build the Kansas City teams, right? Yeah, it's Patrick Mahomes. Yeah, we we got to do it. And they, the Dolphins stink right now. I mean, I'm drafting a bunch of Dolphins, but the Dolphins stink right now, and they lost every edge rusher. I don't know if you saw if anybody was watching the game last night, especially with the audio on. The it like every injury was like there goes another edge rusher for the the and they have they lost their I mean both of their best edge rushers are out for the season and then van ginkle got hurt last night and uh the other guy got carted off with an air cast around his there the dolphins are in trouble pollard okay. here right you gotta take pollard yeah pollard's wow, the that, easy pick that's nice 23 okay all right big money no whammies here we we Please, we guys. might we might have jay strez one time we might have the right start to this team Just look past them. Just, Fuck. just you can't even see him. Nico scores more points. He's, His ADP is higher. AJ Brown's really tall. All right, we get Rasheed Rice. <laughs> All right, we're good. I think okay. I sold them on the AJ Brown's really tall. We have clearly, like, yeah, exactly. Um, we <laughs> we have uh, we have clearly set up our Super Bowl mm-hmm. Chiefs Cowboys. We need one more from either of those two teams, and yep. we're good. What do you like to do? So, like, we're also at a funny spot where we're not in need of of week one help necessarily. I mean, it's not hurting. You know, it doesn't hurt to have it. But I, I would like to, um, if possible, get another couple, one or two NFC teams. Yeah, we need to do say, NFC teams on this since, one. Since, since we went the Mahomes-Kelsey route, we go now over to the NFC, in which case we're going to need um, to keep running backs in the back of our of our mind because we don't have a Chiefs running back. Yeah, that's true. And Pacheco's gone. Yep. Yeah. I mean, I... okay. Evans, Gus, Devonta Smith, David Montgomery. I, I like Evans. Dolphins. I like Evans or Devonta Smith, to be honest with you. Yeah. So, do you want to do Bucks or Eagles? Because we have options for both of them. Because uh, Swift's down here. Let's let's do Eagles. Let's do Devonta Smith. Just for something different. Because because so Swift I, Swift yeah Swift. yeah we grab Swift. Holy I don't shit, really care. This I really don't care about ADP on DraftKings right now because of how out of line it is. No, it doesn't so matter. So I'd rather just if, grab if, here. If ADP were efficient, we wouldn't have been able to get Mahomes, Pollard, <laughs> CD, Rice, and Kelsey on the same team. <laughs> right. And I and I As, think we can still get another NFC team here. Yeah. So certainly Packers are available. Um Lions, the the Lions are technically going to be available, but it's like JMO Montgomery 
if if he makes it back. Um, I mean, we're not going to draft him on this team, but I, I just want to bring it up since we're doing DraftKings. We talk about inefficient price players. Mostert on on DraftKings. Egregious. Is egregiously priced. This is the first team I don't have Raheem Mostert on it. Yeah, it's he's just he's, he's a like smash. a he's like a top for sure top twenty pick. I love Achan, but I don't think Achan should be going over Mostert in this. Achan goes in the twenties and Mostert goes in the forties. It doesn't make any gut. Has no one watched the whole season? <laughs> yeah. Like Mostert has twenty fucking touchdowns. The whole reason why Achan doesn't play that much is because <laughs> Mostert is on the team. Yeah, it's it's pretty silly, dude. We can still do this Bucks thing if we. I, I mean, I know we say, got. Do you want to guarantee? Yeah, but do you, do we want to sacrifice two guys to the gods, or do we want to go to the Packers? I oh really no, like Packers play the Cowboys. Packers play the Cowboys. Packers play the Cowboys. Um, um, buddy, I think I think we can do Chris Godwin. And be happy about it. Yep. I mean, at worst, he's a, a round one booster, right? At worst. Mm-hmm. Which How is many not like we, we have left. It's not, uh, it's not like we need four. We need uh, a chief. Mm-hmm. Which we can still wait on for sure. I just want to cue some up. Jesus, these names. <laughs> <laughs> Where's Richie? Yeah. I'm not killing Noah Gray. That's it. We 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 draw. That's the end of the road. Once you get to <laughs> Noah Gray. <laughs> okay. Um, our tight end is Kelsey, right? Correct. We should not draft another tight end unless we think they're like so good they'll boost our flex. But we're in a weird spot. Um. God, I, I like Pickens in these drafts too. Just be, I, I know he's probably dead after. Let's just take won. him. Let's just take him. We don't have any bills. He makes sense. He, he. I know he doesn't play to our Super Bowl, but we don't. He plays a team that we don't have in mm-hmm. in the opening round, which is fine. We've all our our playoff our Super Bowl matchup is already set. We have the almost the full team. We're gonna draft one of these losers in the uh, you know, in the last round or second to last round. At this point, we're we're kind of just drafting these dudes, right? Like, yeah, it's fine. Um, I think I we can do your Kate Otten. I don't hate another, Kate Otten. If go if another buck. I just want to put these guys in the queue, though. Um. Yeah, Kate Otten's not bad. So we got. I mean, Ceh, I think is the is the chief we want. I know it's gross, Jesus. but they're all gross. This team's all so gross. this team's so beautiful, and we're gonna take fucking Ceh. But we can wait. I mean, like he's he's gonna be like a last round flyer. Yeah. Uh, we're so stacked at wide receiver. We're we're actually kind of just stacked everywhere. We are Pollard, Swift. It's like technically, I mean, if we're if we're turning these like somewhat luxury picks. Mm-hmm. Running, running, running back does make a little bit of sense, like an Aaron Jones, and just say maybe he's the reason we get out of round one against our yeah. Cowboys. It's a, he's a sacrificial lamb. I don't love it, but I'm just. I, I mean, in a, we're in a weird luxury place. I I hate to to even say it, but 
Buffalo's bad against the run and Najee's there and we already have Pickens. I mean, I'm totally fine with it. You know what I mean? Like I, I I've God, taken I, Najee. Look, look. <laughs> it, you have to let the biases go from the from the the rest of the the best ball season. Um, I've taken Najee. I, this is not my first Najee team, so I he's think so it, I cheap. Think it's fine. He's, he's so cheap. We yeah. made the Steelers thing. We don't have the Bills. Running back makes a little bit of sense for us. It would be really sad if he outscores Pollard and Swift in the first round, but it's possible. He scored he's, outscored him. he's outscored him both of the last two weeks. <laughs> All right, so I think with that... Do we want to just lock up the, the Chief we the want Chief. now? Yeah, because... Unless there's like a an egregiously priced guy that you see I mean, there. Elijah Moore makes sense. I, it, we don't have a Texan... Again, if we're doing kind of that thing. Yeah, I like Elijah more. Or Singletary. Ooh, Singletary's fun too. I think one of the I, I do think one of those Browns makes sense. All right, let's do a Brown. You have a preference on Singletary or No. I mean Singletary's getting a lot of work, but I don't really have a preference. I I, I, I think I like Singletary. Yeah, and then, more running and then, backs than we usually take, but I like it still. But I'm we're saying, so stacked. I'm, sa- I'm saying that because then we can take a Chiefs wide receiver and not take Ceh, right? Because it boosts the wide receivers over over Ceh. Yeah. What did Singletary do last week? Twenty. Jesus Christ! Another twenty-four carries. Dude, Damian Pierce just dead, right? Like, yeah, holy shit. We uh, uh, it reminds me Hacker mentioned, and it, it was a totally like good question. Was like, what's Miles Sanders? the worst pick, you know, like in terms of expectations and cost and all that kind of stuff. And uh, he said, other than Jerry Judy, because Jerry, Jerry Judy was Jerry Judy was this year's Allen Robinson at the two, three turn. But um, Damian Pierce gets a pass like from all of us for, you know, I guess he's younger or whatever we're writing off. That dude was atrocious, like a horrendous pick and just completely lost that job. To Devin Singletary. I should be rich because I had like 22% Devin Singletary this year. You would think I, that I would just have all the money. I think I had 2% Devin Singletary this year. It, it was just a clear two headed backfield, right? Like if, if Pierce went down or something, like Singletary was the guy. Uh, so. Watson, Richie James, or I don't know if Tony's out there. Nope. Nope. That's on my running backs. Um, Tony. You have a preference? I just want to double check. God, I really, I, I really think it's Richie James. All right, let's do Richie James. I'm holding on to the prior from oh, I don't know, May of 2023 <laughs> that Richie James should be should have been like playing over Sky. You know that I've been wrong about that for ten months or whatever, but um, we'll see. I just need a touchdown. That seems we drafted two good teams. I'm pretty excited. I'm pretty excited about uh, both of those. They're also a little bit different than some of the teams that I've been uh, that I've been drafting really quickly. Uh, Rob ran down the team uh, on drafters. I'll run down quickly the team on DraftKings, and then we will get out of here. We will, of course, be back tomorrow. Uh, we're going to be trying to do a bunch of playoff best ball content over the course of this entire week. So we're definitely going to be back with a live show tomorrow. We're going to have another roundtable for those who have the playoff almanac, and we're going to see if we can sneak some more content in here. we got a handful of days to draft some playoff best ball teams, so let's do it. But started with CeeDee Lamb out of the 102. 
and came back around and took uh, with our next two picks, the old Patrick Mahomes and Travis. Well, we took Travis Kelsey first, but we took the Patrick Mahomes, Travis Kelsey stack to start uh, a little bit of a Chiefs Cowboys things. And boy, did it fall into place thereafter. <laughs> uh, you can't get much better than than this start if you're building out a Chiefs Cowboys Super Bowl with Tony Pollard in the fourth round and Rushy Rice in the fifth round, getting all the good players basically from both of those teams, you know, Sands, uh, Ferguson and uh, uh, Cooks, but then come back around and we know we have built for that Chiefs Cowboys Super Bowl. So we have, I don't want to say luxuries, but we can start attacking on some players that aren't necessarily players who we're counting on for the Super Bowl. So we actually went to the Eagles with Devonta Smith and DeAndre Swift and then kind of, you know, hedged a little bit, but I don't hate it actually uh, with Chris Godwin. So we've guaranteed either Godwin or our two Eagles are gone, but we've also guaranteed uh, that someone is advancing right into the second mm-hmm. round, came back and took the Steelers with George Pickens and Najee Harris. We don't have any bills. So they made a lot of sense both round one. And if they were able to sneak out a win over the bills, and then closed it out with a Devin Singletary one-off because, we, of course, we have no Browns on this team. And then Richie James to close out. We needed one more piece to complete a starting lineup for our Chiefs-Cowboys Super Bowl. Really fun team. Uh, both these teams were really fun, but I'm particularly excited about that one. Um, any kind of closing thoughts on everything? You know, we talked for an hour and a half, but any kind of closing thoughts on anything either of those two teams, anything you that just stuck out from kind of the conversations we've had. I think maybe the one thing we should have considered a little more with the Singletary pick is maybe getting another buck there. And I mean, I like Kate Otten a lot, but I think one of the ways we could have gone is Trey Palmer and like in a, in a vacuum, I like Singletary better, but we could have had that third NFC team locked up where yes, we're going to lose two of our players after the first round, but we're still live theoretically for two of our NFC teams. As long as the chiefs make it through, we're still battling there. Um, I think maybe that was the one misstep on the team, especially when we have Pollard and Swift and yeah, you know what I mean? Maybe that was the one misstep on that particular team. I don't think it's overly egregious by any sense because I don't think the bucks are making the super bowl. Well, you know, <laughs> right. Spoiler alert, but Shocking. on this team, but, but on this team, like you said, yeah. win one game, and the next thing you know, that decision does is more impactful. Correct. So I, I think maybe that's something we should have considered a little more. But if our nitpick is our 11th round pick on this team, and we've loved the way <laughs> the rest of this started out, I think we are drafting more correctly than incorrectly. And the logic is there, is the what I'll end with. I agree. I totally agree. Um, I don't have anything anything to to add um we will be back tomorrow night to probably just draft some more playoff best ball teams maybe we'll we'll hop on hop on underdog get back with our friends at at drafters um and see if we can build out some more interesting teams those two teams kind of fell into place a, 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 a little bit you know the first one uh we lost all the 49ers after taking cmc so it got a little hairy for a second but then everything else kind of fell into place this one was like a monkey could have made the the first like seven picks so it wasn't really that it wasn't really that difficult maybe tomorrow we'll try to test out some different unique builds so come join us tomorrow 
hopefully back at, uh, I believe Rob and I haven't talked about this. Uh, 7 p.m. Eastern is our regularly scheduled Tuesday time. We'll try to get back on schedule, but pushed it forward or pulled it forward a little bit early tonight. So everybody can go enjoy the national championship game. That's what I'm going to go do. Uh, go, go. Sorry for my, I, 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 we have a lot of Michigan fans and B Kurt, our, our buddy B Kurt is a Michigan fan uh, from the spike week fam. I'm rooting for Washington. I'm rooting for Washington tonight. Uh, go Huskies. Um, but enjoy the national championship game. Enjoy your playoff best ball drafts tonight. And we will see you guys tomorrow. Have a good one. Peace. Peace. Those were some spicy takes. Want to stay up to date with all of the other spicy takes we're going to have over here at Spike Week? Why don't you press that subscribe button below? You turn notifications on, we draft a team, boom, you know about it. We have another spicy take, boom, you know about it. You can be there. You can draft with us. You want to stay up to date? That's how you do it. All right, we'll catch you later next time here at Spike Week. Spike Week.